It's the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Here's Rob Carney. Welcome to the Friday, October 1st edition of the Heartland at Noon, brought to you today by Heritage Insurance and Purpose Financial, working together to serve you better. Coming up today, while COVID-19 will have the latest numbers, and we'll remind you about the new restrictions that take effect today. An effort to get a grip on the rising numbers of COVID cases. Proof of vaccination must now be shown uh, by all to enter a number of venues, including restaurants. Our friend Johnny Atreides from the Mad Greek Restaurant in downtown Moose isn't pleased with what could be described as an unlevel playing field here. He'll tell you why. You'll also have to show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test to get into the Moose Jaw Warriors home game tonight. There's lots of fun for kids of all ages this afternoon in and around Mosaic Place. Director of Business Operations Jarrett Schneider of the Warriors will fill us in on all the details. Della Bartson will be here. I met Della on the uh, 800-CHAB Family First Radiothon when she joined us for a visit and told us about her life as a licensed practical nurse. And it was there that I learned Della's an author. She's published a book for the kids called Home Tweet Home. She'll be here to tell us all about it. And just a few days ago, we told you about a new Jeff Beasley movie called To Catch a Spy, which is currently airing on the Hallmark Channel in the U.S. and on the W Network in Canada. Well, this weekend, another Beasley-directed movie premieres. It's called Love Strikes Twice. I'll tell you more about that today on The Heartland at Noon. You're listening to 800 CHAB Moose Jaw, a Golden West radio station. Discover Moose Jaw News for Ivermain Place. Small town life is great when you're surrounded by people with big hearts. Contact today for senior living opportunities at Ivermain Place Central Butte. Good afternoon, I'm Haley Shirky. The provincial vaccine mandate is now in place, meaning proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test is required to enter some businesses and different event venues. Fast food restaurants and retail stores are exempt from this mandate, and some local restaurant owners are feeling singled out. Johnny Atreides, the owner of the Mad Greek Restaurant, says large chains have more means to mandate vaccination. Places that have thousands of people, that they could literally pay a couple people a day to stand and sign their doors to check vaccine proof. They might make $999 million as opposed to a billion this year or whatever it might be. You know, but they don't make them do that. And that's what is so aggravating for us small guys. Eatreides says it would be easier to mandate vaccines if all businesses had to do it. The province reported 601 new cases of COVID-19 yesterday, the highest single-day case count so far in the province. Ten new deaths and 508 recoveries were also reported. There are currently 307 people who are hospitalized, 235 of them are receiving inpatient care, and 72 are in the ICU. 222 cases are considered active in the south-central zone. The Moose Jaw and District Chamber of Commerce held its annual general meeting on Tuesday, and some major changes were made. The chamber welcomed three new members, Jeff Fox, Shelley Dahlman, and Kyle Favel. Aaron Rustin was also appointed president of the chamber. He tells us what he plans to do as president. 
I want to get out there. I want to promote the chamber. I want to promote business in this city. I want to bring us together. We've got an amazing, amazing opportunity here in the heartland. We have people that are excited to get things done in the midst of all of the wildness that's going on around the world. Um, I just want to get out there. I want to help Rob and Heather do their job. The Chamber will be hosting a Zoom Q&A with Ken Duick, Executive Director of the province's COVID-19 Business Response Team, on Tuesday at 12 p.m. This meeting will talk about how this affects employers and businesses and is free to attend. Visit discovermoosejaw.com for more. Residents around the Cotto Street Bridge are not happy with the City Council's motion to have the bridge demolished. Local resident Doug Reichel made points to the council at the meeting on Monday that the bridge should be converted to a pedestrian bridge and that it is still used daily. Uh, we know how important this bridge is uh, to hundreds of pedestrians, runners, cyclists every month of the year. Reichel also brought forward that it is a historic bridge that should be recognized and maintained like all of the other pedestrian bridges in Waccamaw Valley. There was a small amount of debate between council, but the motion to have the bridge taken down was passed because of costs and safety factors. Police and fire crews responded to three fires this morning. The first call was a garbage can on fire that spread into a business on the 300 block of 3rd Avenue Northwest, causing an estimated $5,000 in damages. No injuries are being reported and the fire is considered suspicious. The second call came in around 3.50 a.m. for a camper trailer on fire in the 1300 block of Spadina Street. The fire was contained to the camper and is also considered suspicious. The damage was estimated at $15,000 and no one was injured. The third call was for a garage fire on the 900 block of Iroquois Street West. The garage fully engulfed in flames and spread to a nearby garage. No injuries are being reported, and the estimated damage is at $40,000. Anyone with information is asked to contact Crime Stoppers or the Moose Jaw Police as they continue to investigate. The list is complete, and we now know who will all be running in the 2021 mayoral by-election. There are 10 candidates in total, including current city councillors Crystal Froze, Heather Eby, and Kim Robinson. The other candidates are Mike Simpkins, Wayne Watermanuck, Brett McAuley, Sam Morrison, Michael Haygarth, Clive Tolley, and Gord Anthony. You can visit Discover Moose Jaw for more information. Election Day is set for November 3rd. And now, the Golden West Radio Money Scope for Aaron Rustin of Purposed Financial, bringing understanding and financial success to clients for over 35 years. The TSX is up 34 points. The Dow Jones is up 332 points, the Nasdaq is up 29 points, and the Canadian dollar is up at 79.08 cents U.S. And do you have a story to share? Click Submit News on discovermoosejaw.com. The Quebec government is moving ahead with plans to redistribute $39 million to those affected by the 2013 rail disaster in Lac Megantic that killed 47 people. About $20 million will go directly to victims recognized during the legal proceedings against the Montreal, Maine and Atlantic Railway. Canada's top court has upheld an Ontario law that slashed the size of Toronto City Council nearly in half during the last municipal election. In a split 5-4 to four decision issued today, the Supreme Court of Canada found the change imposed by Ontario Premier Doug Ford 
didn't violate the free expression rights of candidates or voters. The majority of the panel found that residents had enough time to adjust to the new system before the October 2018 votes. Minimum wage goes up by a quarter today in Newfoundland and Labrador. Employers must now pay employees a minimum of $12.75 an hour. The Retail Council of Canada's website says that's the fourth lowest minimum wage in the country. The province says the minimum wage bump is the fourth since February 2020. And the U.S. Supreme Court says Justice Brett Kavanaugh has tested positive for COVID-19. The High Court says Kavanaugh has no symptoms and has been fully vaccinated since January. The court says Kavanaugh's wife and daughters are also fully vaccinated and they tested negative on Thursday. I'm Pam Fedick. Now, discover Moose Jaw Sports. Western Hockey League opening night tonight and our Moose Jaw Warriors are hosting the Saskatoon Blades at Mosaic Place. The Warriors inviting fans to the rink for pre-screening for proof of vaccination this afternoon as well as some outdoor fun. Warriors Captain Damon Hunt just back from NHL camp with the Minnesota Wild says he's ready to lead his team into action. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel great. I think this is you know one of the best I've ever felt um, in my careers. Obviously, just getting older and maturing and, you know, attending NHL camps, it's, it's just all part of the process. And, uh, you know, I've said it before, but I love to lead. I just think it's, it's in my blood. That's what I do. And, and uh, it's, it's, it's fun while I do it. All the action tonight on Country 100. James Gallo and Derek Kletzel will have the pregame show at 640. Play-by-play action at 7 o'clock. Tonight's game is one of seven Western Hockey League games on the schedule. The Regina Pants travel to Prince Albert to play the Raiders. Swift Current Broncos are hosting the Medicine Hat Tigers. Three games in the local high school football league this weekend, uh, but the Moose Jaw teams are on the road. Vanier Vikings scheduled to visit Estevan tonight, while the undefeated Central Cyclones will travel to Weyburn to play the Eagles tomorrow afternoon. CFL action tonight, Winnipeg Blue Bombers in B.C. to play the Lions. The Saskatchewan Rough Riders will play the Stampeders in Calgary tomorrow night. NFL Thursday nighter, Cincinnati came from behind to beat Jacksonville 24-21 on a last-second field goal. And the Blue Jays into their final weekend of the regular season, trying to get a playoff spot, but they're on the outside looking in right now. The Jays a full game back of the Boston Red Sox for the second American League wildcard berth. The Blue Jays close out the regular season with a three-game series against the lowly Baltimore Orioles, starting tonight at Rogers Center. Now, your Discover Moose Jaw weather. It is a beautiful day we have on the go. Sunny and warm today, the high 25. Just a few clouds tonight, the low plus 5. Tomorrow, sunny, 22. Sunday, sunny, 24. Monday, sunny, high 25. Tuesday, sunny, with a high up to 29 degrees. Yesterday's high for Moose Jaw, 24. Normal high at this time of year is 16, with a normal low of 2. Record high 33 degrees set in 1992, and the record low minus 10 set in 1999. Sun came up at 7.02 and goes down tonight at 6.41. This hour, Moose Jaw, a lovely 22 degrees. Regina, 18. Assiniboia, Gravelberg, 19. Rock Glen, Coronac, 18. Swift Current, 16. Elbow, 17. Davidson, Watra, 17. Once again, Assiniboia 19, Regina 18, and with the wind out of the west-southwest at 11 and the relative humidity at 28%, it's 22 degrees in Moose Jaw. From World Weather Incorporated, here's 800 CHAB Agriculture Weather Specialist Drew Lerner for Young's Equipment, your Case IH dealer in southern Saskatchewan. 
Most of the prairies will continue to deal with some unusually dry and warm weather for another week, but Saskatchewan will see its chances for rain improving a week from now. I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner for the Golden West Radio Network. A trough of low pressure is expected to develop in western North America as we get out to the end of next week. That will initially pump some more heat across our province, and we will expect to see temperatures during the work week next week way above average again, and we'll expect to see dry bias conditions with some windy conditions evolving. But late in the week next week, enough moisture will have streamed to the north into our area to contrast with colder air that will be moving from west to east across the prairies at the end of next week and especially in the following weekend. The contrast in air mass, temperatures, and moisture should set the stage for our first generalized precipitation event, at least potentially. As you know, it's very difficult to break down a drought. So even though the forecast looks good at the moment, there's still potential for a lot to change between now and then. Until we get to that point in time, we do expect to see dry biased conditions dominating a big part of Saskatchewan, and that will occur from now through at least Wednesday or Thursday of next week. We do have weak low pressure systems that come and go across the area periodically, but none of them will bring any moisture with them of significance, although there will be a few spits and spats of moisture every once in a while, but there's certainly not going to be any disruptive uh, precipitation for the late season field work that's underway. We do expect the winds to change on a near daily basis from south to north and back again, and that will uh, help to keep the temperatures at a level that is still above normal but not quite as extreme as what we've been seeing. That means temperatures will be in the lower to middle 20s most often. There may be an occasional upper teen in some of the northernmost parts of the region, especially on the cloud your days. Nighttime lows will be in the middle and upper single digits most often, but I do think there is a chance for a few lower single digit readings too, but that's still above normal for most of the region. For the Golden West Radio Network, I'm meteorologist Drew Lerner. Hi folks, Tim from Young's Equipment, your genuine Case IH parts and service dealer. Harvest is moving fast, so let's plan for next year. Book winter inspections on Case IH combines, tractors, and sprayers. Pricing of these quality service packages is held from last year until January 31st. Book now to take advantage of 10% off all genuine Case IH parts installed with the inspection. Special trucking rates and Young's loyalty program. Slots are filling fast. Contact Young's Equipment to avoid disappointment. Check youngs.ca today. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800-CHAB. The Road Report is for My Addiction's Clothing Boutique. 80% of women wear the wrong bra size. Get fit for free during the Bra Fitting Clinic this Sunday. See My Addiction's on Facebook for more information. Downtown Moose Jaw will be alive with extra traffic this afternoon as the Moose Jaw Warriors host their home opener. Lots of uh, outdoor activity for kids of all ages. There's a horseshoe tournament for the adults and carnival games for the kids. So in and around Mosaic Place is going to be a busy area this afternoon and tonight as the Warriors host the Saskatoon Blades. Just a reminder, the city of Moose Jaw, as of today, October 1st, which is a bi-weekly waste collection. So your garbage is going to get picked up every two weeks instead of weekly. And Cast Iron Water Mary placement, of course, continues in a number of areas, including Caribou West, 7th Northwest, and Fairford Street East. As always, if you experience trouble in traffic or see an accident that others might like to know about, 
let us know when it's safe to do so. Send us a text on the Moose Jaw RV and Marine text line, 6938000. Now, today's Paul Martin commentary. Say what you want about the pandemic, but it was a great kickstart for many small businesses in this country. RBC Royal Bank has just completed an examination of how COVID changed the way we do business, what will be kept, and what was a fad. Well, there are the obvious things. We learned how to do online shopping more effectively, and we won't be abandoning that anytime soon. Also, there's a shift towards more digital payments, both for payables and receivables. But the biggest thing is what it did for entrepreneurship, with a sharp increase in support for locally owned, smaller, or minority-owned enterprises. And many people were dabbling in a side business or thinking about that possibility when COVID came along, so they formalized it. Some needed to turn those ideas into reality because they needed the income when their former jobs disappeared. Others just made it a formal event, opening a bank account and seriously promoting their activity via social media platforms and so on. The new world of entrepreneurialism, says the bank, is one of the COVID legacies that will continue well after the pandemic. I'm Paul Martin. Moose Jaw, notoriously entertaining. The best way to start your weekend is at Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Every Saturday on Langdon Crescent from 8 to 1, rain or shine, bring your family to Moose Jaw's Homegrown Market. Strike up some fun this weekend at the South Hill Bowling Center. Rock and Glow Bowling is back Friday and Saturday nights and Saturday afternoons. Knock down some pins with your friends and family. South Hill Bowling. Call 693-0955 to book your spot. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to the Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. The latest on uh, COVID-19 and uh, the new restrictions and proof of vaccination, all that stuff coming up a little later this hour here on uh, the Heartland at Noon, and including a a conversation with Johnny Atreides, the owner-operator at the Mad Greek Restaurant downtown, who doesn't see the restrictions uh, that take effect today as as a level playing field. So he's a little upset, and he'll explain why Uh, he and a number of restaurant owners and operators are, are upset. So we'll talk about that in a little bit. Right now, it's my pleasure to welcome my new friend, Della Bartson, to the Heartland at Noon. I met Della uh, on the uh, 800 CHAB Family First Radiothon not that long ago. She was, uh, you know, talking about the Radiothon and her role uh, as a licensed practical nurse here in Moose China. It was there that I learned Della Bartson is also a children's author with a book out called Home Tweet Home. So I said, well, we got to get you on the radio to talk about this. This is exciting. Uh, if you go to her publisher's website, Four Paws Games and Publishing, uh, you'll see Della Bartson was born and raised in Morse, Saskatchewan, and now lives in Moose Jaw. She's been married for 32 years, the mother of two adult boys, and recently became a first-time grandma to a granddaughter, working as an LPN and a public protection complaints investigator. Della is also trained as a mediator. Uh, and she's added children's book author to her portfolio. Although Della always had a lifelong love for children's book and a dream of writing her own book one day, she just wasn't convinced that she had an exciting enough story to write about. And then she found she did. Della, thanks for joining us and uh, talking about the book today. Oh, awesome. Thank you for having me. Published in December of 2019, is that correct? That's correct, yes. Home Tweet Home. Tell us all about it. It's a from what I understand, a true story? Yes. Yeah, based on a true story. So I kind of felt compelled to write this book um, following an incident that happened back in 2012, actually. Um, so I had two, our family had two little parrotlet birds, uh, Lemonade and Kiwi. 
And Lemonade would always like to kind of sit on my shoulder and give peck me on the cheek and give me some kisses. And so one day, of course, she's sitting on my shoulder and all of a sudden I went walked outside forgetting she was there. And of course, off she flew. Oh, no. So we frantically searched for her, um, just really searched all over. This happened in June. So of course, there was millions of birds chirping around and... Uh, so finally, uh, several hours later, we happened to spot her, actually, in a tree, in a very big tree in this stranger's backyard. And um, when we would call out her name, we could hear her chirp in response to us. And finally, we saw her, we spotted her. But as much as we tried to convince her to come down, she just wouldn't come. And I had gone and knocked on the lady's door. Um, I didn't, we didn't know who this person was, but, and just said, is it okay if we kind of invade your backyard for a while while I try to get this little yellow bird down, our little bird? And of course she said, yeah, um, you know, just go ahead, take what time you need. So we stayed there actually all day. It started getting dark. Uh, Lemonade wouldn't come down. So we, decided we have to go back to the house and and just leave her there and continue our search the next day. So the next day we got up and we looked and looked for her and there was no sign of her. We we couldn't see her anywhere. So we kind of resolved as the week went by and we kept looking, looking and couldn't see her anywhere that we likely would never see her again. And she was a very important part of our family. These pets become pretty special, right? So... About a week later, um, all of a sudden, um, you know, here it is. We've had scorching hot weather. We had, like, lots of rain. We actually had tornado-like conditions that that um, week as well. And I don't know for sure, but I believe it was Lemonade's um, desire to find her way home that kind of provoked her to to do something she was familiar with. And then it just led to an unbelievable chain of events. And what happened was is she flew to a trucking company and flew on a truck driver's shoulder. And the truck driver, of course, was shocked, kind of swatted her away, uh, you know, as most people would. And she was persistent and just flew back onto his shoulder again. So the truck driver goes into the trucking company and says, like, you know, what's this, your new mascot, or what's going on here? And uh, the office girl said, well, you know, I, I have no idea, but perhaps she got loose from the animal clinic that was not far from them, and so perhaps what they would do is call over. So they did, and uh, the vets there was very kind, and she had said, no, it, you know, it didn't escape from our uh, clinic, but perhaps bring her over, because obviously... If she is, um, you know, if she's there uh, and flying on someone's shoulder, she's obviously a pet. So anyway, so then they took her over to the animal clinic. And uh, as soon as she got there, um, she quickly caught the attention of a young lady that worked there just casual on a casual basis. And this is kind of where I find that the story gets very, very interesting because um, this girl happened to also be the daughter of the of the lady whose yard lemonade had flown into. <laughs> what are the chances? <laughs> yeah. So really kind of un, unbelievable. 
And so this young girl, she recalled like her mother, uh, she was an adult lady, but she recalled her mom saying something about this bird in passing. And so she wasn't sure exactly where we had lived, but she did understand. She thought she knew the street we, where we lived. And so this young girl took it upon herself to just go door to door to see if she could find the owners. So here it is a week later, and uh, they get a knock on the door, and this young girl says, hey, you know, is did you miss a little yellow bird, or are you missing a little yellow bird? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so we go down and, and uh, to the animal clinic, and, and sure enough, she starts chirping when she sees me. I get her into my hands. She wants to crawl up on my shoulder, and she just wants to, you know, give me some kisses. So... I don't know. I just thought, you know, I kind of, when, when you think of everything that could have happened to her during that week, like I don't know how it didn't lead to her demise. And yet you kind of think of everything that had to precisely align. And I just thought, you know what, this is divine intervention to me. And I just thought it was worth, I finally had something that I thought was worth writing about. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a whirl. I'm going to write the book and maybe someday get it published. Awesome. Is Lemonade still around? No, she isn't. Aww. Yeah, both uh, both Lemonade and Kiwi, the other uh, parallette that we had are no longer with us. They passed away. But so I kind of write the book and, and have fond memories of them. No kidding. Yeah. Now your story is a lot longer than the book. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The books. The books uh, for for children. So it's it's quite a bit shorter. It's just kind of a little recap of of what, um, you know, kind of what transpired. But it's based on the true story. So yeah. That's very nice, and that's a remarkable story. Um, so the book's been out for almost two years. Uh, who did the illustrations for you? Yeah, so it was Liz Campbell. So the uh, uh, the publishing company that I went through for Paws, they um, have a lot of freelance illustrators uh, that they have that you can hire to illustrate your book. Uh, so I did uh, chose Liz uh, Campbell for, for this particular book. And she is an amazing artist, and uh, she was so happy to be able to do the book. And, yeah, so it really worked out well. No mm-hmm. kidding. And how's the book doing? book's doing very well. So um, I'm excited to say that um, I've sold several hundred books, um, over 400. Uh, you can purchase a book on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. And just recently, I'm under negotiation and speaking right now with um, Chapters Indigo, and they're going to be taking my book, and uh, they hope to have it on the shelves uh, for the Christmas season. So I'm really excited about that. Fabulous. The book is called Home Tweet Home. The author is uh, Moose Jaw's own, more Saskatchewan's own, <laughs> yeah. uh, Della Bartson. Thanks so much for, for sharing. And it, is it in local bookstores, too? It isn't in local bookstores right now, but that's something that I would like to pursue and see if potentially somebody wants to, you know, carry a few copies. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good for you. Anything else in the works? Yeah, there is. And that's an exciting thing for me as well. I actually have a second book that's being illustrated right now. It's a sequel to this book. It's called Lemonade's Adventure, uh, A Bird's Eye View. And uh, the publisher uh, took it on, uh, decided she would publish it. So the contract's been signed, and it's just under illustration right now. 
Fun, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Good for you. Again, the book is called Home Tweet Home. Della Bartson is the author, and uh, hopefully uh, in Chapters Indigo in time for the Christmas season. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, you can get it uh, You can get it online, and you can find everything you need to know. You just Google Home Tweet Home by Della Bartson, and uh, you'll find the book online. Anything else we need to add today, Della? No, I don't think so. I just, I thank you very much for having me on here. It's it's always exciting. I never thought I'd be able to write a book, so um, I'm happy I did. It's kind of a personal accomplishment, really more than anything else. It's just something I wanted to do personally, so. Fabulous. Well, congratulations. Thank you. We'll take a time out. And we'll be back. More Heartland at Noon coming up on CHAB. Everyone has a birthday, and everyone likes to celebrate. So let's do it together on the radio. Every weekday at 10 to 9 on the 800 CHAB Morning Show, we present the birthday and anniversary calendar. Tell us about the special people in your life, and we'll send them best wishes on the air. Plus, one lucky winner gets a Teleflora party bouquet from Evans Florist in downtown Moose Jaw. Birthdays and anniversaries, every weekday morning on 800 CHAB. Pumpkin spice and all things nice at the Moose Jaw Co-op. The key ingredients for Grandma's amazing apple pie. Dad's must-have mashed potatoes. Turkey so tender, you know they'll want seconds. And it all starts with a visit to the Moose Jaw Co-op grocery and in-house liquor store. Stocked with your usual favorites. And limited time seasonal liquor, beer, and wines for your gatherings, too. Plus, every Moose Jaw Co-op purchase earns you equity and cash back membership benefits. Become a Moose Jaw Co-op member today. Be part of something bigger. Fresh shot, score! Wishing good luck to the Moose Jaw Warriors in their home opener at Mosaic Place. We are 800 CHAB. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. While we're speaking of uh, pets... In the wake of our interview with Della Bartson in Home Tweet Home, the story about her uh, little bird lemonade, the Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest. Uh, we're back up and running for October, and we have our winner for September. As you know, as if you, you go to uh, discovermoosejaw.com into the quick link section, you'll find the Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest. You can upload a photo of your pet right there, and every month we uh, draw five names, five pets for a final showdown and then the pet with the most votes gets a $50 gift card from our friends at Pet Value plus the title of Perfect Pet all the details and entry information again on Discover Moose Jaw it's a lot of fun and the September winner Felix the Cat whose best friend is his owner Marsha Hurdy we talked this morning hello hi is this Marsha yep Marsha Rob Carney at CHAB hi how are you good you Oh, not bad. Have you heard the news yet? Uh, no, I guess not. Felix the cat is our pet value perfect pet of the month. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so you and yourself a $50 gift card for you and Felix to spend at Pet Value, your pet, your store. Congratulations. Oh, how nice. Thank you. Tell us about Felix. Well, Felix, he's... um. He's a pretty big cat, and he's pretty strong, and he likes to play, and I don't know, he likes to do typical cat things, you know, he likes to chase birds and mice and things, and 
Yeah, he's pretty fun. Well, if he's keeping the mice away, he's a good cat. Yeah. Awesome. And he's gorgeous. Yeah, he's pretty nice looking. Yeah. Where'd you get Felix? Well, honestly, he was a stray. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah, way to go. Uh, Big winner, Felix the cat on the Pet Value Perfect Pet Contest. You can get your pet entered today on discovermoosejaw.com. Okay, let's get to the uh, the serious stuff, the COVID-19 update. Uh, you can see this story on Discover Moose John. Ten new deaths recorded, 601 new positive cases, 24 of the new cases in the South Central Zone. We have 222 active cases here in the local area. 307 people are hospitalized, 235 in inpatient care, 72 in intensive care units. 228 out of the 307 people hospitalized are not vaccinated. There are now 4,669 active cases in Saskatchewan. And as we've been telling you, as of today, October the 1st, a provincial requirement for proof of vaccination or negative test is being implemented for implemented for public access to a list of establishments, business, and event venues that bring groups of people together. Those places include indoor fitness centers and gyms, event entertainment venues like conference centers and casinos, movie theaters and concert venues, live music venues, museums and indoor facilities hosting ticketed sporting events. Also nightclubs, bars, taverns and other licensed establishments and Indoor diners at restaurants need to show proof of vaccination or proof of a negative test to get into restaurants. Uh, and it's, uh, it's, it's got the business community divided across the province. The new restrictions troubling for many, including those who own and operate restaurants, like our friend Johnny Atreides from the Mad Greek and Moose Jaw. John has been outspoken in recent days on social media about all of this. Discover Moose Jaw's Haley Shirky following up with our friend John. Looking to visit a restaurant? You'll have to provide proof of vaccination. We talked to owner of local restaurant, the Mad Greek, Johnny Atreides, about how this will affect his operations. Um, you know, retailers, I... I think it's really cute when I see these signs in people's windows saying we don't, you know, discriminate and so on, but they don't have to actually police this like we do, you know, like it doesn't affect them. Um, So it's, yeah, it's really aggravating. It's frustrating. Yeah, I just, a friend of mine messaged me today from Regina. He owns a restaurant lounge and he said to me, just be thankful you don't have a lounge. And he said that I'm sick of, again, being singled out by the government i'm really really angry with our provincial government for putting this on restaurants and bars and gyms retailers don't have to do it we do and do you feel safer going to sit in a restaurant today with dividers between you and other tables where you're going to only be sitting with the person you're there with and a server walking up to you every once in a while or you know what i mean where the table you're at is sanitized at least four or five times a day uh, if not eight to 10, or, you know, do you feel safer walking into a giant retail store where people are trying on clothes, putting them back on the shelf and you're grabbing that same clothing or, you know, the same item off the shelf or whatever it is. It is absolutely garbage that we are singled out with this again. And they can say it's essential. Well, they have avenues for that. They're, be- they're trying to make this uncomfortable with people who aren't vaccinated. And I understand that, but I, it's obvious that's what they're doing. But yet they don't want to make it uncomfortable for them to go to those big stores because there's other avenues there. People want to pick up groceries. 
There's delivery services that'll get groceries for you. There's curbside pickup. You know, my, there's avenues for them to still get that. But for ours, they're not. Yeah, they can do takeout, but they're not allowed to come in. But they can go into the giant retailer. It would be uh, much easier to for people to comply and even for you and your staff to enforce rules if everyone was under the same jurisdiction, probably. For sure it would be. Absolutely it would be. And that's the whole point. I, You know, I... I have two daughters, and if my daughter was working somewhere, either one of them, where someone came in, and it's going to happen, you know, where someone comes in and they say, can I see your vaccine proof? And that customer gets angry with them. And I have to think that same way when I have staff working for me and asking that that staff is someone's daughter, someone's wife, someone's husband, someone's sibling, you know, someone's son. And I have to do, as their employer, i got to watch out for them. And it is unfair to take, you know, a, a server or something from the restaurant and say, you have to do this, you know, but, you know, you could go get a job at another place and you don't. It's just, it's frustrating. It's a knee-jerk reaction. They, you know, haven't thought things out well. Or, honestly, we do. A lot of us in the industry just feel targeted. And... It's probably the way I've had my restaurant for almost 20 years and been in restaurants my whole life, like, you know, for my father and my uncles and stuff. And this is probably the worst I've ever felt about being in this industry. I do understand what you said about um, them not really being prepared, because I think this was a very quick decision with not a whole lot of turnaround, especially for businesses that do need to put this mandate in place. How do you verify if people are vaccinated if the QR codes aren't working and stuff like that? Right. And then, you know, for some, I know people won't have that, you know, they won't have the ability to scan or, you know, it'll be, you know, they'll have to just check IDs or check QR codes or check um, just vaccine proof. Like, I mean, it's Wednesday and we're watching a meeting later today to figure out how to be doing all this on Friday. Like if that doesn't scream knee jerk, then what does, you know, like I do understand, don't get me wrong. It's a pandemic. Nobody can plan a pandemic or how to get through a pandemic properly. Like I I understand everybody kind of learns along the way, but I just, the way they're doing things is it's not equal to everybody. That's the bottom line. And there is people, the reason you see in those, signs and says because there's people that are just fed up with it that don't like it's not what's good for peter should be good for paul too so i understand there's certain things we can can't do um that we could before um but i mean to take a business and to say you're responsible like you take a big like a a chain or so i won't name anybody places that have thousands of people that they could literally pay a couple people a day to stand inside their doors to check vaccine proof. And it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't, they might make $999 million as opposed to a billion this year or whatever it might be, you know, but they don't make them do that. And that's what is so aggravating for us small guys. I also was going to bring up the fact that um, fast food establishments are exempt from proof of vaccination, but restaurants and lounges and bars are not. So why do you think that restaurants are on the list, but fast food establishments are not? Um, 
I'm going to guess that when they're saying that, that fast food would be, you know, they figure people are in and out of there in a hurry, whereas a restaurant, you know, they might sit there for an hour. But again, I've been a fast food place. There's people that gather and have coffee there all day. You know what I mean? So again, like there, there's your, you just, I, sorry, but ask our, ask SHA or ask our premier or whoever it is that's making these things up, like as they go, like that right there is an example. So you, you can't come to my place. You can't go to, you know, the restaurant down the street. You can't go sit there and have lunch for an hour, but you can walk into a fast food place and sit with your buddy and have coffee for an hour. Um, but I, this honestly, our premier and our head of our health authority, they really need to do something about this. They really need to look at this closer because it's, it's so unfair that it's ridiculous. I'm not a, I'm not in the health industry. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, what would be best, whether mandating things or not mandating things. That's not my issue. I just, my big thing is it should be across the board. You know what I mean? I, I shouldn't have to do something that the guy next door to me doesn't have to do, who does the exact same thing for a living, if that makes sense. I've been getting calls at the restaurant from people saying, so are you going to be following the, like, are you going to be asking for vaccine proof? And that is so, so unfair to us. Like, it's, it's not like I have a choice. Like, I, I don't know if people are being led to believe that, you know, oh, well, this guy's going to be, you, you'll need to show proof of vaccination there, but if you go sit at this other restaurant there, well, that sounds ridiculous. But in truth, that's kind of what's happening. Because if I say to my friends, you know, or if someone says, well, let's not go down to John's place because you, you got to show vaccination proof. But we could go to that little fast food joint and sit there for two hours today and we don't have to do anything there. Where is that? Like, and if anything, they have more, more people coming in and out in a day than, than our restaurants do. So for, vaccin- for proof of vaccination, will you have to like, hire different staff or how is it going to work? No, we won't. We'll, uh, we'll, it'll be our front, end, our front end workers that are going to, when someone comes in, we'll have to ask them. You know, um, I've, and this is just what I've read. I'll know more later today, but everything from QR codes to just the card they had when they went to get vaccinated to um, something off their health record that shows their, you know, their name and that they've received their vaccines or whatever. I honestly, I cringe even telling you this because that's not my job. That's not my staff's job. You know what I mean? That it's and it's unfair to put that on us. Like that is, you know, um, maybe the provincial government could put somebody in every store. And I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's as ridiculous as what they're trying to get a certain amount of us to do. That's ridiculous as well. Another thing is just masking mandates have maybe I don't know if they've been an issue in your restaurant. I think that they've kind of been an issue in some places. Just people not wanting to comply with masking have you guys had that issue and do you think that that would in turn also be an issue with people um who aren't vaccinated that do want to come to the restaurant um we haven't really to be honest with you with masking if i for every hundred people we have come through i might have one or two that are you know vocal and complaining i'm sure there's some that don't like it i'm not saying that but as far as making an issue we've had very few 
But that being said, I I don't know any stranger that's going to say, "Hey, John, sure, I'll take a I'll take a two or ten or whatever thousand dollar fine for you." <laughs> right? Yeah. And here we are. By the way, uh, that interview was done on Wednesday, and John talked about a meeting that was coming up. That meeting uh, that the Chamber of Commerce was planning on uh, got unexpectedly postponed, but uh, they have rescheduled it. And that story is on discovermoosejohn.com right now. So it's for local and area businesses, a presentation of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce. Vaccine verification rollout. Rescheduled for October 5th at noon. Again, that story's on discovermoosejohn.com right now. You gotta show proof of vaccination and you gotta mask up to see the Moose Jaw Warriors in action tonight. Lots of fun in and around Mosea Place this afternoon. We'll be back to tell you all about that next on the Heartland at noon on CHAB. Hosted more marshmallows than you can count. Hosted endless campsite barbecues. Hosted pitches daily showing all the fun. Now, do you winterize or upgrade? Hey, it's Michelle here from Moose Jaw RV and Marine where it's end of season deal time. Come in and see our in-stock selection. With your new RV, don't pay until 2022. Plus, get $3,500 cash back OEC. We'd love to hear your roasting, hosting, posting stories when you come in, trans claim, or service work. We can handle all makes and models of boats and RVs. See you soon at Moose Jaw RV and Marine. MooseJawRVMarine.com Local jobshop.ca. Full time, part time, days, evenings, factory, retail, professional. Looking for a job that fits your schedule and skills? The right local job and the right local employees. Right here, right now. Localjobshop.ca. Why should I report my harvested production as soon as I finish harvest? Glad you asked. Submitting your detailed production declaration as soon as you complete harvest allows SCIC to process claims quicker and issue potential payments sooner. Whether you are in a claim position or not, reporting your production details updates your yield coverage and calculates future coverage. Call your local SCIC office or visit scic.ca to learn more. SCIC, here at every turn. You're listening to 800 CHAB, along with us at the Moose Jaw District Chamber of Commerce. Hi, I'm Heather Bergdahl, Office Administrator, reminding you about the economic impact of shopping local. Just a 10% increase makes a huge difference. Please shop local. This is Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial, where we've been bringing clarity, understanding, and success to our clients' personal financial plans for over 35 years. And you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Mr. Rustin's in the news today. Talked to him this morning about the fact that he's the new president of the Moose John District Chamber of Commerce. So we've got that uh, story on CHAB. And he'll also join us for Ask the Expert later this afternoon. Uh, Aaron Rustin of Purpose Financial <laughs> had a situation just uh, recently where uh, an elderly man came in for some help. He's uh, invested, uh, but but very narrowly, uh, Not n- no diversification in the portfolio, right? And um, it's not good. So we'll talk about that and talk about uh, being diversified with your uh, investments coming up later on Ask the Expert on 800 CHAB this afternoon. Lots of fun downtown. As long as you're masked up and have proof of vaccination. Moose Jaw Warriors in Saskatoon Blades. Home opener tonight at Mosea Place. Uh, the fun starts this afternoon. Our Nick Myers speaking with Warriors Director of Business Operations, Jarrett Schneider. I have uh, Jarrett Schneider from the Moose Jaw Warriors on the line. How you doing today, Jarrett? I'm great. How are you, Nick? 
Um, all right, you guys are getting busy, uh, getting ready for the home opener on Friday. Yeah, it, it's definitely busy. There's a lot of things going on, but you know we're we're getting closer to the start of the season, and we're we're pretty excited to have the Blades here for the first game on Friday. Well, let's talk home opener, and uh, let's talk about some of the uh, the pregame festivities that you guys are going to be having. Yeah, so we've got uh, a pretty full day. We've got three big events kind of going on throughout the course of home opener, which is Friday. Um, things kind of kick off with our annual horseshoe event. It's a new event we've started this year. It's going to take place at one o'clock at Sixty Nine River Street. Um, it is open to the public for anyone that wants to come watch. Um, there'll be a beer garden. It's 19 plus. There'll be a little bit of live entertainment. It's uh, it's a fundraiser we put together for the education fund. So that's sort of our big thing that's going to kick off the day on Friday. It starts at 1 o'clock um, just across the street from Mosaic Place. It kind of leads into some of the other things we're going to have a little bit closer to the rink and to game time. We've got a bit of a pregame carnival set up for all ages. There'll be some carnival food. That, of course, is going to run from 4.30 to 6.30. So it's an event for the family to come down ahead of the game, uh, do a little bit of tailgating, kind of hang out, um, that kind of thing as you get closer to puck drop. And then, of course, when doors open at, at 6, everyone's able to come rush right into the rink. Of course, we'll have uh, player introductions, the big light show, an anthem prior to puck drop at 7. So it's a, it'll be a pretty busy day, three big events, and we're, we're really looking forward to it. Oh, that's great that uh, we finally get to kick off the season. Uh, October 1st, also the day that the uh, proof of vaccination or negative test uh, mandates come in from the province. So how uh, how is that going to look? Yeah, so obviously with it being the first day, there's some challenges. We're still kind of learning exactly what it's going to look like right now. Um, but the province has made it vaccine mandatory for all fans inside Mosaic Place during Warrior Games now. So as of October 1st, fans will need to show their proof of vaccine or a negative test within 72 hours to be able to enter the building. So the nice thing is we will have some pre-screening available for those who'd like to come down during the day to get a wristband. Um, that way they can skip past the vaccine line when the doors open at 6. So to make things a little bit easier, if you want to come by, I believe it starts at 11. Uh, from 11 to 4.30, we'll have some pre-screening. Um, and if you are coming at game time, we just ask everyone to expect to be a little bit aligned. So... Um, just kind of be ready for it. Uh, while in your line, have your proof of vaccine or your negative test as well as your photo ID to verify it. Just make things as, as easy as possible. Um, expect a little bit of delays, but for the most part, we just want to have the goal is to have everyone in by puck drop. So if you come by, come by a little bit earlier. Doors open at 6, and then, of course, uh, puck drops at 7. Yeah, not a bad not a bad idea to come a little bit early for that as well. And also, before we let you go, Jared, I want to talk about something you guys are going to be doing in November. It is uh, a Hockey Fights Cancer Night, and you guys have special special edition jerseys the players are going to be wearing that night uh, that people in the community can kind of have a part in. Tell us, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's really cool. So for Hockey Fights Cancer Night, we're doing a, a purple-themed jersey for Hockey Fights Cancer, like like we have been done with other teams and things in the past. What we're doing is, is a little bit special. It's, it's a different thing. Um, for anyone who wants for a $20 donation to the Canadian Cancer Society, they can actually submit a photo to us and put that photo on the jersey in the numbers on the backs. So the really cool thing is while the guys are skating around, we'll have photos of loved ones and things like that on the jerseys for the guys to wear. So that can just be bought by our website. Um, head over to the Crush Can Retail Store online. Um, and you can purchase it. It's just twenty dollars and submits a photo, and all the money goes to cancer to the Canadian Cancer Society. So it's a pretty cool thing. It's it's a new thing that we've started, and they're going really fast. So I would just suggest anyone just to get on it now, um, as they're starting to run out. Absolutely, such a such a great cause and a cool thing to be part of. Uh, the season kicks off Friday. It's the Warriors against the Saskatoon Blades. A ton of stuff going on uh, as part of that. Uh, thanks for uh, taking time to tell us about it, Jared. 
Yeah, thanks, Nick. I do appreciate it. Uh, one last thing I want to add, if I, if I can, is our season ticket pickup is available now. So anyone that's got season tickets, we've had a lot of questions about it. Season tickets can be picked up at the office today. There you go. Get your tickets, and we'll see you on Friday night. Perfect. Thanks, Nick. Moose John Warriors, Saskatoon Blades tonight. All the action on Country 100. Our sister station, James Gallo, Derek Kletzel, pregame show 640. Play-by-play at 7 o'clock. And, of course, if you're uh, vaccinated, you're more than welcome to mask up and join in on the fun at Mosea Place tonight. Uh, Movie. Another Jeff Beasley movie uh, premieres, uh, well, this weekend uh, on the W Network. More on that coming up next. Class is in session. Time for another lesson in rock and roll history on 800 CHAB. Oftentimes, there are philosophical and meaningful backstories that help determine a band's name, not Loverboy. Paul Dean came up with the band's name while flipping through a fashion magazine in 1979. What started as Cover Girl became Coverboy and finally Loverboy. In terms of their musician composition, Dean credits Jim Cale, bass player from the Guess Who, with helping him learn to be a serious songwriter. The musician advised him to tie his lyrics together into something meaningful rather than just stringing together. Together phrases. Loverboy went on to release four platinum albums, over a million copies sold for each. This has been another rock and roll history lesson brought to you by Culligan Water and Moostra. Better water, pure and simple. KCS Marketing, a division of Kathy's Custom Stitchery, putting your name on almost anything since 1989. KCSMarketing.ca. Thanks for supporting local, dignity bath, safety, comfort. Dignity and Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. The business landscape has changed big time and it continues to change. So the big question is, how are you adapting your business to the change? Homefield is in the business of helping business owners just like you adapt your marketing plan and advertising strategies to keep up with or maybe even stay ahead of your competitors. We know you're thinking about your website, e-commerce, advertising and marketing because we are too. Need help adapting to change? Homefield can help. Success starts at myhomefield.ca. Discover Moostraw weather for Prairie Heart Mobility. Make life easier with quality mobility products. Discover your options at prairieheartmobility.com. Sunny this afternoon with a high of 25. A few clouds tonight with a low of 5. Sunny tomorrow, high of 22. Sunday sunny, 24. Sunny for Monday, 25. And Tuesday sunny with a high of 29. For a complete online weather anytime, click on discovermoosejaw.com or the Moose Jaw Live app. I'm Blaze Wozniak. This is Greg Marsnick from Heritage Insurance, and you're listening to The Heartland at Noon on 800 CHAB. Yesterday I was 37 years old, and this morning I woke up and it was 15 years earlier. This is a do-over. <laughs> if I help Josh save the library, then he'll be fine. Rick and I can go on like we should be. Like we should have been, I don't, I don't know. Peggy Hartman, did you conquer the world with me? How would you rewrite your story? Love Strikes Twice premieres Saturday, October 2nd at 9, only on Hallmark. That's the trailer for a new Hallmark movie called Love Strikes Twice. Last week, we told you about Jeff Beasley, the Moose Jaw born and raised movie director who had a new movie out called To Catch a Spy. It premiered on TV on the W Network 
in Canada just days ago. And tomorrow, another Beasley movie premieres, Love Strikes Twice. And Beasley is currently working on a Christmas movie at home in Winnipeg. He's going to join us on Monday on this program to talk about what has been a whirlwind of a year. He's been working nonstop and making movies all masked up and COVID tested. We'll look forward to uh, the new movie on the W Network and uh, to our visit with Jeff Beasley coming up on Monday right here on the Heartland at noon. Just a reminder to check out Dick Bartley's classic hit show this weekend. Uh, it's on every weekend on CHAB. Rock, pop, and soul, the greatest hits of all time, surrounded by headlines, personalities, and more. Saturdays at 8, Sundays at noon, it's Dick Bartley's classic hit show, brought to you by Primary Eye Care and Hoya Lenses, Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation, Assiniboia Livestock Auction, and 800 CHAB. The Daily Commentary, Facebook Friday, wraps up the show next, right here. 800 CHAB, connecting the community. Verna Kurgan, coach with the Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. We have uh, an opportunity for anyone that's interested. Try speed skating. Anyone, hockey players, figure skaters, recreational skaters, come out and give it a try. Sunday, October the 3rd and October the 10th from 315 to 415. We'll suit you up with skates, some equipment, bring a helmet if you've got a helmet. A great opportunity is free. Speedskating at gmail.com and you can get details there. Also, uh, go to a Facebook page, Kinsman Mooshaw Speed Skating Club. Connecting the community. Brought to you by Ottawa Real Estate. Providing honest service for all your real estate and insurance needs. Locally owned since 1910. Minute Muffler Break and Wheel. For complete automotive service and maintenance, call or book online at mjminute.ca, corner of High Street and 2nd Avenue Northwest. And Community Service Radio, 800 CHAB. Attention malt barley growers. Prairie Malt and Bigger is offering competitive bids on 2021 Copeland, Metcalf, Synergy, Connect, Fraser, and Bow Barley varieties. And they also require soft white wheat, so send them samples today. Aggressive bids and nearby movement is available for malt barley and soft white wheat into Bigger, Saskatchewan. Contact Prairie Malt today for details and pricing. 1-306-948-3500. 1-306-948-3500. Call today. The Bentley by Rivera is celebrating their 20th anniversary serving our community. This independent living retirement residence is offering rooms as low as $15.95. The Bentley by Rivera, celebrating their 20th anniversary, conveniently located near downtown Moose Jaw. Hey, it's Brendan Labatt, and I'm a proud member of the Saskatchewan Wildlife Federation. Did you know that every SWF membership supports outdoor education opportunities for over 25,000 Saskatchewan youth and adults each year? Join our team and keep Saskatchewan wild. To get your membership or to learn more about our benefits, visit swf.sk.ca or call 1-877-SWF-WILD. You're listening to 800 CHAB. Hey, it's Chrissy at Budget Blinds. It's October and it's our biggest sale of the year. Come see us today. It's Friday, Facebook Friday on the Daily Commentary. Here's a local woman who shares, Do we even need Halloween anymore? I've been wearing a mask and eating candy for 18 months. Here's a guy who says, I'm going to try to act like a normal, happy, mentally balanced person today. Wish me luck. 
I may have shared this one before, but it's a good one. The old guy says, as a kid, I think I ate too many Rice Krispies. Now all my body does is snap, crackle, and pop. I like this one. I know I don't have to be sarcastic, but the world has given me so much material to work with. I would hate to be wasteful. This one from a worn-out mom who writes, I'm so tired of babysitting my mother's grandchildren. How about some Friday motivation? Whatever you do today, do it with the confidence of a four-year-old in a Batman t-shirt. And one more from a friend who posted this one around 7.30 in the evening the other night. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Soon you will start at 5 p.m. I'm Rob Cut.